Hey, welcome back to the Command Post. I'm Chief Rick Lasky along with the with the talent, all right, with the talent, with the entertainment, uh, Chief John Salka. And here we are live at FDIC. How long have we been wanting to do this? Now, we've done the shows, John. Right. But how long have we been wanting to do this on the floor? Right. You know, with 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 the attendees and instructors. For talked about. We talked about it a lot compared to where we used to do it, which was great. I mean, they were great shows, but. This is cool because we can see the knuckleheads walking by and they can see us and wave and stuff like that. I mean, somebody might walk by that you might say, oh, you know what? The guy just, that, you see that guy? See, I right there, right, right there. Yeah, there's there's there three knuckleheads there right yeah. there. See, look, 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 look. <laughs> and, and, and the mustache contest winner right in the middle there. Yes. Okay. That's, I don't uh, know if they can hear us. But, I can't grow anything past there. It just, it starts straggling and, and people, and my wife just goes, cut that off. I you look awful. That. Yep. <laughs> but no, so here we are. And so 2019, right before COVID, you and I have been teaching here since the early 90s. We've been on uh, fire. I've been in fire engineering since 95 and been, we've been on FDIC advisory board since 96 since we bought it. And right before COVID, um, we set the record for attendance here. And well, now three weeks ago, two weeks before the conference started, we broke the record. And, um, yeah. and so here we are um, with some incredible people, but we, we can't move any further. You know where I'm going with this. We're we're missing uh we're missing one of our best friends this year. Um, yeah. Chief Bobby Halton. And uh I know I'm sure everybody's been doing shows here has been talking about Bobby. Bobby, as you know, uh our very good friend, one of my this is the best friend I had in my life, Bobby right there. Bobby 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 always called me his little brother and I always call my big brother and um I was telling Marsha's wife she wanted to talk about it again. You know, I, I understand why. And if he was still with us, he might be trying to squeeze in here right now. We may be oh, free he'd of be us, the one you know? making faces at us right, and giving right, us a hard time. Right. But and had a great, great memorial the oh. other day. A lot of, a lot of great speakers. A lot of people that have been around here for a long time, uh, both with FDIC and fire service in general. Some great words, a couple of songs, and a couple oh. of other uh, little, oh. little comedy. Uh, shows, but uh, it was a great memorial event for Bobby. Yep. Well, and and you know, I started to say like last night or the other night uh, at dinner um, uh, with Marcia and, and the family. Um, you know, she she wanted to talk again, you know, about our last visit. And you know, Bobby and I were were teaching for Shane and for the the Hawaii Fire Chiefs right right before he left us. And yep. Uh, yep. And I, I I you know, we've had great visits with Bobby. We talk about all the time. He we taught we all taught together. We've been together a long time, Bobby and I worked next door to each other. Um I called my wife when we were done in Hawaii. I said that's the best visit I've ever had with Bobby. We just you know my son and, and you know I brought my son. He was by himself. So you know Bobby and I neither one was drink, but we were hanging out together. He's where are you at? Where are you at? And if I wasn't he came and let off my class for me. So let me tell you about my little brother Ricky Lasky and Pride and Ownership. And then you know, we just, we just, we had an incredible visit. My son and him kept working out twice a day and he'd come upstairs and say, tell him the old man beat you again. The old man, my son's like, yeah, he outran me yep. again. And Ricky's yep. in good shape. Yep. But you know, John, I, I said this numerous times and I told Marsha, I said, God gave me, God bless me because um, oh. I got to, I got to spend, you know, sometimes you go, I, I don't remember seeing Tony from like, I was with him six months ago. Bobby threw his bags in our room because he'd taken the red eye, took a shower. We hugged. If you, you would have thought we were a couple for how long we hugged. Absolutely. And he went home and we lost him. And, uh, and and you know what? A lot of guys here at the show, at the memorial, at dinner, at lunch, at the exhibit hall, in, in the book booth, a lot of guys have been talking about, and gals, talking about their last experience with Bobby. Oh, the last time I was with him was, last time I saw Bobby was, uh, some folks, 
were here last year. Last year here, when, when we say goodbye, that's the last time I saw him. But other people like you, I mean, you were like the day before. Other people were like a week before or at a conference or at a phone call or something like that. So everybody suddenly starts to remember. Hey, um, do you, you know, know anybody that had more posts of pictures with him? There was thousands. I of- think he may have been the most photographed man on earth. Yeah, <laughs> maybe even more than like you know Ronald Reagan and 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 world known leaders. Uh, I'm telling everybody, but Bobby, we love you and we yeah. we miss you and, and, we and miss um, yep. incredible tributes to you. Uh, you know his. You talk about legacy. His legacy will live on forever. Oh. You know, forever and ever and ever. Well, you know what? His 18 years. He really. I don't want to say he 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 got the he got the ship in in the right direction because FDIC is always. Really, always done great under all the different, you know, editors in, in, in chief that have been here and conference directors. But uh, he definitely set it on a different path than maybe anybody else would have. And he, and he got a lot of people involved, you know, since he started until as recently as last year. And I think the show's just in great, great shape with great people and it's in good hands. It's- and of course, you know, without, without spending the whole time period here talking about Bobby and David, it moves to David, you know, well- David Rhodes. What a great. What a great thing that, that, that the FDIC and Bobby in particular, Bobby picked him, recruited him, said, you know what? Here's the guy that's, that, that's going to take over. He one said it on our show. Know? He said it on our yeah. hump day hangout, our issues and challenge show that Bobby was part of. Well, luckily, they were together for eight months, and, and that little transition at least did get a chance to start. You know, obviously, the plan was to go a year or two, I think, and, and obviously that got, that got derailed. But uh, at, at least David didn't have to come in cold and say, okay, where's the office? Where's, where's the desk? Where do I sit? What do I do? You know, so so – Tragically, but luckily, uh, he did have some time with Bobby. Well, yeah. and David's been with us. You know, Bobby supported us. I and mean, we did our issues and challenge shows with him for 18 years here, pretty much, and right. all the rest of. David, that, that you're right, that transition, when Bobby announced his XO, you know, David Rhodes is going to be. And, and for those Yeah, that, we did laugh a little bit when we heard well, that. Well, and yeah. for those that may not know David, David Rhodes, because David was not one of those. Um, he was out there. He's out there, but. We always talk, there's a lot of fire chiefs, but you, you, you always see the nine-foot arms because they're always patting themselves on the back and their egos are like gigantic. We're always we're just a couple of huge firefighters who would tell people. But David's been with FDIC for 25 years, managing logistics for us for wow. hot. Great reputation. 32 years Great of, resume, oh, right? Oh, 32 years with, with Atlanta, 18 years as the union president, fighting for the women and men there. And, and, and a some, trainer. He's got all, oh, all the all the angles, all the smoke daddy from uh, from Georgia smoke divers. He's like a drill. But what a you know he's a you know you know he's a he's a concert pianist. You know do you know he can play? He taught himself how to play the piano. He can play. People, oh, I heard. I heard. Um, he Jack Murphy did. Remember the piano we had out here at one year? And Jack says he put his coat over him and he sat and he started yeah, playing concert pianist. Yep. Oh my God, David is so. Anyway, for for our viewers, for our listeners, those that are listening, not you know later on, I mean, not watching, or you're working out. FDIC fire engineering gems fire apparatus, the whole thing. Diane's still there in good hands. Vice president in is in great hands, hands. Yep. and and yep. I think Bobby's smiling, knowing that David sure. is. Uh, taking so what else is going on? Here we are. So uh, I guess you got to call this the end of the week. The end of the week, and um, I think they might be out of your new book again. Uh, shameless plug, but I told somebody this guy come up later. He goes, "This thing." He goes, "I I started reading it in my room here." He goes, "My wife's like, you're you're at FDIC, and you're, he goes, well, it's bedtime.'" I go, "She goes, right, you're he reading reads a book? himself to sleep." Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good sleep material. Yeah, <laughs> clear that whole insomnia thing. But no, he's like, I, I, I'm reading Salka's book, you know, and we just were with Craig Hagen, some other great authors down there. Um, oh, we had a good, a good couple of signing sessions down there for, for you know, for the couple of books that we have, and we've had, you know, I got the one new one, but the rest of them have been out 
for several years, and, and they're reasonably popular. They're still selling them. People are still coming up and saying, hey, can you sign it? So it's always fun, you know, meeting and greeting. And some people are return visitors and return book purchases, and some people are some guys bring their kid in or their daughter or son, you know. And How about the guy that came up the other day, and he, he, he showed me a picture of the two of us with his son. Remember we do the picture? Sometimes we'll yeah. go, come on, we're, you know, we've always. I think we did more pictures than sold books. <laughs> we've always done that because we, I always talk about, I go to conferences and take pictures with people. So we're always like, no, you got your, oh, right, what do you always say? You got your phone with you? Come on, get back here. Let's take a picture. And he had his son years ago, remember sitting in a chair between us? And he walks in, he shows me a picture. I go, oh, yeah, I remember that. He goes, here he is, son's standing lieutenant. There. Yeah, he's right, a fire, yeah. he's a lieutenant. I'm like, this is so cool to see, which really makes me feel old, by the way. Yeah. But Even but, though we're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually put the gray in. It makes me look extinguished, you know. But anyway, I, no, it was so cool to see that picture of this, what was a little boy, you know. Time flies by. I was just sitting with a, a, a couple of people, uh, Guys from the job, guys that were probies when I was the chief in the 18th Battalion. Walking around here, they're lieutenants. They're, they're captains in the FDMY. I mean, time flies by, you know. It's, well, and uh, how many times you heard me talk about Sarah from Trophy Club, right? You know, when I, you know, when a female firefighter paramedics I hired and how awesome she was, incredible she was. And the fact that, you know, when she, during her, during her interview, the first question was in front of the panel, who's had the most dramatic impact on your career today? She said, without hesitation, she goes, That'd be, that would be my mentor, John Copeland. And I'm not supposed to say nothing. And I you know, I go, you mean Cope from Louisville? She goes, yes, he's my mentor. I went, so I'm texting yeah. HR at the end of the table. Going, I want to hire her right now. Yeah. You know, how and, many, and they did. And she turned out to be a, gr a great. How many mentors? How many How many yeah. people? And, and they're not wearing a badge that says mentor. mentor. Right. We see, They're up and down the hallways here. How many guys and wow. gals have we seen that are just making a difference Fantastic. in people's lives? And a bunch I, I saw uh, Jason Breslow came in. Jason was a uh, Marine. Uh, major. For those of you that remember in the news, he had some issues, uh, some trouble with the Marines over some some tactical thing about uh, confidentiality, not not forms like the president's. But anyway, <laughs> he, he got through that and got over that state in the Marines. He's, he's a major now, like my son, James. And uh, a lieutenant in a squad. He did time in rescue, too. On a captain's list. Guy's going to be a captain in the FDMY. Great guy. Great future. I, I, I told uh, Rob Redden, who was sitting next to me at the time, I said, uh, that's a future legend. Not quite yet, but but he's got the makings of a future legend, you know? Oh, it's been, we got to spend time with Mike Wilbur, who's doing great things, Absolutely. and then uh, Homer Robertson. last night with him. Yep. But the classes and to see, like this morning, Fridays and Saturdays are always a mess because the hallways fill with everybody trying to get in for the exhibits. And I, I told my guys, when I told my son, if you're going to stop for more than a minute at one particular exhibit, move to the edge. You will you get move to the edge, and you will not make it. There are so many exhibits here, so many things to see. So you know what you do when you get here: get the book out and start circling where you want to go. We've done that, so you don't have to wander aimlessly through the, I don't know, five thousand acres of property. <laughs> what that is? I got tired for the first time. I got tired yesterday. I was, I was walking around. Gosh, you got I tired. I can't. You are who, never tired. Who the heck I was walking with? I was walking with somebody and. Walking through there, and I said, "You know what? I'm, I'm getting tired. My legs are getting tired. I'm, I'm walking back to the booth. I'm going to go back to the instructor's uh, room." You know, and, and, and we made our way back. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of exhibits here, a lot of exhibit floor space. I was in the apparatus one, the, the the big room where most of the apparatus are. I didn't get to the other big room yet, so I'm going to try and try and hit that today. If you haven't, you, you got to get through there. And, and I mean, the fact that those people fund and pay for and support in a great big way this whole conference is just one part of it but separate from that 
that's where a lot of stuff is. That's where you, that's where you get to talk to people from whether you're looking to to make a new coin, a challenge coin, or whether you're looking to buy a fire engine. You know, you got three or four or five people in separate booths that do different. You do the same thing, and you can start comparing stuff instead of Everything. making phone calls when you're home. You know? Everything's here. Everything. So let me ask you this. All right, and we and we we usually we usually talk about all kinds of things that are and this particular show or old school, the rest of them or the hump day hangout with fire engineering. What do you think? I'm gonna throw. I'm throwing. I'm pulling this out of left field. Biggest challenge facing the fire service right now. We're all over the place. We're with chiefs. We're with brand very new fibers. Whatever. Very easy. What's very the biggest, easy. biggest easy challenge? Answer. Biggest and everybody's going to come up with the same answer: retention and recruitment, and that's both volunteer and career. It's everywhere. And, I, and I'm involved in both. Retired from FDNY, and I'm and I'm an active volunteer. And we we had a run last week or ten days ago, a mutual aid call to a working structure fire in a neighboring town. I got there from my house. Another guy arrived from his house, obviously responding from home to the volunteer firehouse, and no one else did. And after about three minutes, we had to get on the phone and tell the dispatcher, move, move on to the next company. We can't make it. So I don't think we're an exception. I, I, I think we're, we're pretty common. There are people that are in better shape than us in certain areas, but a lot of people are having a hard time getting people joining. Uh, the people that join are having a hard time getting them come out, and not just, and not just volunteers. A lot of career places have... Open, not open enrollment, but walk-in test taking or, or no bonuses. test at all anymore. Signing bonuses, right. John. Right. For, I, I just talked to somebody who's retired from D.C., District of Columbia, who said they don't even do the two-year, three-year, four-year list anymore. They do like every six months they run a test and get a fresh list. Six months, test, fresh list, fresh list, but, fresh but, list. But go back in time when you know when you got on uh, Titusville, but you back then, you and I, we, we'd get in a car. Oh yeah, and, and, and go out for a weekend, then hit ten places. And, and tests, they're doing signing, but it's like it's like Major League Baseball. If you come play for us, we're going to give you. They're, they're giving ten and fifteen thousand dollars signing bonuses to come be a firefighter. And, 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 fire and it doesn't. So that's recruitment and retention, and it doesn't even end at the test taking or attracting people in to come and look. FDNY, for example, and these numbers are not correct. So 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 don't don't write it in the newspaper tomorrow, but. <laughs> The FDMY, like 40,000 people still do show up for the test, and they end up with a big, long list of people. I'm making a number up, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 people. They used to call 250 to get 250, and a year later, they called 251 to get 250. Now they call 600 to get 150. The, the other hundreds of people say, nah, you know what? I changed my mind. Ah, I found a new job somewhere else, and it never was. FDMY was always a, a sought-after job that guys – Waited for years to take, and once they took it, they waited for years on the list. And no matter what they were doing, when the number came up, that was it. They came yeah. back. So that, that, that's it, it's it's uh, a symptom of the whole fire service. Well, in recruitment how many, how many, and retention. How many people ask us, Chief Salka, Chief Lassie, will you, will you post our job opening? Remember Sacramento, another great fire department, Sacramento, California. Remember very first bullet point. 150 years of tradition, aggressive fire department, financial use, are all these different things. Um, at Louisville PD in Texas, the PD, one of their bullet points, um, uh, beards and tattoos. Because yeah. those guys that are out there. Yeah, get, cops everywhere can wear so, beards now. Know, I don't like me, it either, but uh, they do. Let so. me throw this in. The cops can do it. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying is this. That was a big controversy. It still is. And you know where I'm going to go with this because you have two sons of the Marines. One's a, one's a major right now and the other one's a firefighter, Wichita, Kansas. But like my son, you know. My son has a tattoo. He has two tattoos. One is his perseverance because of his PTSD. All right, never give up. Right. His other one is the Navy, the the the, the ship, the big one with the sails and all this stuff. 
there are fire departments if he went to work for, he couldn't, he'd have to wear a long sleeve. So I I said, look, he's not wearing satanic, kneeling down next to someone's grandmother, you know, with, 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 with some, some devil worshiping stuff on his sleeves and stuff. Okay. Um, he, he, what, so you put Semper Fi on your shoulder or your sleeve. You can't, I'm like, both of, both of my sons have the Eagle Globe and Anchor. One has it on his arm. The other guy has it on his chest. Obviously, having it on his chest isn't a problem. You don't go shirtless on, right. on any kind of a job. Right. But the point is, well, there's two, there's two perspectives. The first perspective is it's getting crazy. You have to cover it up. You have to do this. You have to wear a long sleeve shirt. Uh, the other perspective is, you know what? You can't get too picky anymore. You might have to take people with tattoos now because we can't even but, get people to sign and, up. And we talk about, so less than 1% of the men and women out there commit to our armed forces out of our population. So you commit four, six, eight, ten 10 years. You serve our country. Some of them in Afghanistan on several tours, and they go to be a firefighter. The person telling them no has never put a uniform on. Right. Has never. And I'm like, really? Hey. You know, we're hung up about some artwork on your arm. How I don't about my that. son? My, my son went, he was on the FDMY list. I did 33 years in the FDMY, right? My son takes a test. He's on the list. He writes very high, and he's and he's got military time. He did six years in the Marine Reserves, right? What what the uh, Africa and several other places for for summer deployments and stuff. Never actually got deployed into battle because just where he was, the units he was in, and, and what was going on at the time. And he uh, presented his DD two fourteen, and they they disallowed it. They said, "No, you, you're not going to get the five points military credit because you you weren't deployed into harm's way." You know now. So I'm not in the military, and I'm not going to be judgmental, other than the fact that it negatively impacted my son's, you know, attempt to get on the job. But I thought that was, I thought that was silly. Even, even a guy or a gal who's in the reserves for six years, they're still, they're still pulling duty. They're still working for the country. They're still wearing a uniform. They're still, you know, being patriotic. And 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 they wrote them off compared to people that never even looked at it. That less than one percent, you know, serve in the five branches. Right. I, I, so anyway, that was just one thing. Right. So it's like, like I said, recruitment and retention. We're recruitment still, retention. We're still there. Yep. And, and, and the thing with that is, uh, so let's talk. We, we know on the career side how hard it is right now to get people on the volunteer side. So it's kind of funny because everybody wants to talk about, and it is there is a, a somewhat of a crisis. But but you know what? It's it's always kind of been there. People, we have we have a, a Netsha sketch up here that sometimes we only erase half of what's up there. It's like when guys say, "Man, oh man," I go. Remember, I told when we were talking generations. I asked my dad. My dad was a gunnery sergeant in the Marines in Korea, tough Polak roofer, right? And I asked, remember this, you remember this? I asked my dad, what was it like recruiting people in the '60s? And I didn't get '60s out of my mouth. My dad said, "You mean them damn hippies?" And he went for ten minutes about for you young guys and gals, hippies. Jenna, Jenny from Forrest Gump was a hippie. Okay, they don't even know. My dad went on a tangent for ten minutes about hippies. But nobody remembers the 60s spitting on our soldiers and, and the murders and the protests and the things and burning cities, you know, right? And the, and the racism and things. And, and it's like, it's new. It's not new. And, and, I, and, and I'll tell you what, we, I've had this conversation, particularly this week, because we're just surrounded by brothers and sisters that are all, you know, career, volunteer, combination, on call, et cetera, et cetera. So this topic has come up a couple of times. And, and I'm not saying I came up with any of these ideas, although I think I came up with one of them. But, but the, the first one I talked about was, um, like personal invitations. I said, even if you're in a small volunteer fire department with it's a great 21 idea. members, if, if 10 or 15 of the members take, you know, a card, you have them pre-printed, made up real nice, attractive, inviting, and you fill it in. You know, Bill Bradley, your friend, John Salka, has invited you to come down to the Saplum and go fire department for a visit and a tour. We, we'd love you to join. 
Now, you know? this is a personal, right? And a guy gives it to his neighbor, maybe his co-worker, somebody who's in the district. Or the church, Little League team, scouts. People love, people love personal attention. People love invitations. A guy might say, you know what? That sounds good, John. I'll come down. How about next Wednesday night? Great. That's a good time. So that was one idea. And then, of course, you can sell the place. You can walk the guy or the guy around and say, you know, here's the rigs. And oh, come up to the company room. Look what we have upstairs. This is our company room. This is like for social Wow, you have social too? Yeah, yeah. We all become friends and, and we have a picnic and a company dinner and here's the gear and here's the schedule for training. And if you have the time, you can do it in the day or the night. So that was one idea. And that goes on and on, right? My other idea, and I actually came up with this since I've been here. And if, if you do it, it's my idea, but I want you to do it. <laughs> how about, how about a recruitment social? How about advertising in your local newspaper in your little town? Maybe even on that on that big bulletin board outside in front of the firehouse that's Re- lit up realtors at night. Realtors do it when they're selling your house. They have an open house and they bring all the food in. Well, so to how get about all the realtors see, in now, there? But you don't call it an open house because volunteers already have open houses. That's when everybody shows fire up with prevention their kids month. and you you light a little fire, you show them the can, and you show fire them. prevention. Month. This is a social. This is a social for adults. And you say, come on down, bring bring your better half with you. It's going to be at the firehouse social hall on you know Saturday night, whatever date it's going to be. You know. Uh, not drinks, but, you know, beverages and, and, and finger foods will be there. Uh, tours of the firehouse. Talk to some of the uh, current members. And you know, even if even if five couples showed up and everybody's sitting around having a soda and a little sandwich and you bring them downstairs and show them the rigs, again, it's sort of like a personal invitation. And you're also introducing them and maybe their spouse, husband or wife to to the other aspects of the firehouse as well. So, you know what, without without, you know, Talking about it too much. There's, I think there's two great ideas that you might just, my fire department, if I could get three new members this year, three new members, it would be gigantic for us. Well, and, and when you brought that up about the invitation, because you know, I've said before that, and I like that idea too, that I want to, of course, my idea was similar was, you know, as a chief or as an officer, find three of your all, pick three. If you have 25 people in your volunteer department or 30, find three or four of your all stars and go, John, come in here for a second. What's up, chief? Go find me one more like you. Right. Like we said, next door neighbor, you know, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, just Little League Church. Just drag them down on Monday night. Just right. find me. If you, if you go to your all-stars and you can find one more like them, that, you know what, that that's Jimmy Spears and that's Michael Albert going, Jimmy Spears and, and Bradley, my department. And they're more inclined to help you because they're the all-stars. They're the guys that want to be helpful and want to make a difference and want to keep the place alive. Absolutely. Another great idea. So, you know, obviously career jobs is another story altogether. But I still do think that fire departments and municipalities should do a better job of advertising them, too. You, you see what's happening nowadays. And I saw it in the FDMY, and I'm sure it happens out elsewhere. I was in New York City doing something. I try not to be there too much, but uh, I was in New York City doing something. And, and one of the bus stop shelters on two ends, they have big panels there. And, and people pay and put advertising right, up. Right. And one of the advertisements was for the um, upcoming uh, the firefighters exam. And it said, become a New York City firefighter. And, of course, it showed a very diverse group of firefighters and men and women and people of, you know, different backgrounds with the helmets on. But then it listed the words. You know, that, then the, the wording was pretty interesting. And it said, you know, 23-year retirement, half pay, uh, you know, unlimited medical leave, uh, et cetera, 24-hour shifts, uh, this many days per month, six weeks vacation. Nowhere on there did it talk about serve your community and, and, and learn a new skill. And it wasn't really about the job. It was really just about the benefits. And, and I know there's people out there with a yellow pad that have sanitation man, firefighter, police officer, you know, uh, and five other jobs listed on there. And, and they list, you know, retirement, 
What's the pension? How many days vacation do you get? What kind of medical restrictions are residency? And and fire department ends up becoming just another choice in the in the five or six things that they may have been interested well, in, rather than guys that are twelve years old, you know, counting the six years until they get to take the test. And what a great opportunity to advertise for the job, and they left off something pretty important, you know. But I, I will I'll go back to you. You said it before, and we talk about this. We we do a horrible job in the fire service at our recruiting efforts. We go. We put a sign in front of a firehouse at a blink of light and arrow, and, and or we go to like what well, if you want to hire young firefighters, you have to go to where the young firefighters are. If you want to hire good people, you know what you may have to do. You have to go to your, your churches in town, to the schools, to the colleges, to the boys and girls clubs, to oh, the, to the know, football games. To the well, we talked about that trailer. We talk about that, but have, having a mechanism, having a mechanism that that's there in place for you to recruit for your volunteers. Let me talk about that trailer. How about that trailer idea? I, Great I, I was I was uh, visiting a fire department and they were showing me around and I looked across their apparatus floor and they had I go is that your pub ed trailer they go no that's a recruitment trailer I said what so we're walking over and it's all wrapped with the wrap with fire and their logos and they open like a like a food truck they open up the doors and there's there's two big TV TV screens, screens yep. and they start playing a video of what like you know the music like you see here at FDIC dun, 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 stuff, and, you know FDI all of a sudden a guy comes up a guy and a gal come up and go you know you know, I'm Tom, I'm Samantha, and we're firefighters. They got so some gear laying there. And props and stuff. They had the little helmets, they had the kids. And he goes, we drag this to every Friday night football game, every crab show, every public function, function let us pull it to. And I went, that's a great idea. Absolutely. You know, so, so again, and I always said this, you know, my, my, you know, you know how partial I am to females of fire service, but to everybody the fire service. We've always talked about, it. you and I have said, the spaceship could land outside right now. People... Green skin and antenna could get off. If they're good people, they, they have want to volunteer. We'll sign them up. We can right. sign them up. Right. You know that. Right. Well, you know what? Maybe. And I used to say this because I coached my daughter's softball team for a long time. Go, go to the colleges, go to universities, and you know, go to some of the female sports like volleyball, basketball, softball. Those, you know, those that those athletes are already conditioning. Especially if you want to break down some barriers. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's like hiring dispatchers. You hire little boys and girls, God bless them. They want to be cops and firefighters. They don't last long. You find someone who started their family maybe a little bit early in life, and they don't want to work at a department store or fast food. They want to work at a job that has meaning, has some stuff. You get them into dispatch. So our recruiting efforts sometimes are screwed up on how we right. do things. Right. You know. So that being said, we've got to be better. You know, We can't just do the blinking sign. I love that invitation idea. Take that to invitation idea is a great idea. And it's now, you know, like I said, five by seven card, you know, postcard. And if you spend a little time and just a couple of bucks on it, you can make it the card itself can be very inviting, you know. Exactly. So let me throw this out there too while we're talking about this. And you and I have also mentioned this before. And, and for our viewers, if you if you follow us on this show, the command post or old school or humpty, you know, I'm going to we we don't we don't we don't get paid to it and we don't have a script. We just sit down and I go. John, what do you want to talk about? He goes, let's talk about the K tool, and we press record. We're talking about recruitment, kind of off the cuff here. So another kind of off the cuff thing. Not everybody, not, you know, where I'm going with this. Not everybody belongs to being a firefighter. Right. Not everybody is cut out to be a firefighter. Like not everybody cut out to be a police officer. Not everybody's cut out to be a school teacher. There are people you do not want to be school teachers. There are people. There are people that don't know what it means to be a public servant, and so you can't just drop the drawbridge and go. Everybody can be a fight. Not everybody. Not we've tried it. People have joined your department, my department. You know, not everybody. First of all, it's not normal to see what a firefighter sees. It's not normal 
to hold the dead baby in your arms and try to breathe life back in the baby while the mom or dad's crying or cut some other car <clears throat> or find someone who's burned up in their house or whatever. And you've got parents and you're trying to keep your composure and so on and so forth. But, but little things like helping someone's mom or, or, or grandpa or dad or grandma off the floor, you know, you know, being there, fighting fires, cutting all cars is exciting. But what about the majority of what we do, John? Well, when it comes to taking care of people. I mean, for example, one of the limitations is physical limitations. Obviously, you got to be pretty, pretty well fit. And I think there's there's probably stronger limitations on career jobs, maybe than on volunteer jobs, and that's fine too. But a, a lot of departments, again, back to the retention and recruitment, um, is who are we speaking to? Again, somebody from this week who said you can join my volunteer. For, oh, it was Tom. It was Tom Merrill. Tom Merrill. Tom uh, Merrill said they they but, opened real, up a real couple quick, of I mean, different. Tom Merrill is. With fire engineering has the professional volunteer firefighter column and show and the podcast, show. And, okay. he, and he's out across the country talking about it, and he writes articles all the time. And and his department opened up; they expanded rather, so you can join the fire department, his volunteer fire department, like everybody else does. And the the standard format is you join and you make thirty percent of the runs and twenty percent of the meetings and ten percent of the drills or whatever it is. Again, the numbers don't matter, but it's an established percentage, and it's kept records. and And if you don't, they prompt you to keep it up. But some people can't keep it up. Some people are just off during the day. They've got, and they they've, have family they've got families and night. jobs and kids. So they can join and they can do the hourly program. So they can join the Snyder Fire Department and they, they join the hourly program. So they have to give 10 hours a week. And some guys join and then come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays from, you know, 12 to 4, 12 to 5. And they sit in the firehouse, do a little bit of work, maybe some maintenance work, maybe some cleaning up. But they're available for runs for 10 hours a week. And that's their commitment. They don't show up at night. They're not expected to show up at night. So sometimes, so so what they're doing is they're tailoring, they're tailoring their involvement. They're tailoring what people agree to do to the to the person rather than the person have to comply with the fire department format. The fire department's allowing people to to volunteer when they can, still be members, and that takes two days. They get sometimes they have two or three guys hanging out on on weekdays at the firehouse. Which well, is great. To- Tommy's always been kind of cutting edge with things. Tommy's always been yep. one of the other things, you remember this, the other thing he did regarding hours, and I love this concept, was you know, not everybody not everybody can make all the calls. Meaning I had to take on a second job because my kid's going through college. I'm trying to pay for this. So that night, well, you know what, this month's calls, most of them were after were like at five in the morning, six to nine. I can't make those. I have to go to work. So the whole hourly like commitment, I come up and mow the lawn. I come up, you know, and at Saturday we detail the whole engine. So you you don't it doesn't take the place of having a meeting some of other stuff and right. and and but it allows you to commit hours wise where you see John Salka made this many calls this year these many drills these many fundraisers these many meetings and he committed this many hours meaning what was that well remember the time we built the we built the roof ventilation right. problem we were up here all Saturday doing that or we did this and I thought why not give credit because there's a lot of men and women that show up at their volley house and hang out not just hey I Saturday it gives me an hour. No, they came up to do stuff, and, and my thing is, and I love it. Give them credit for it. And, and the program that I was talking about, which is like, it, it, it cuts them loose. They don't even record whether they make drills or whether they make meetings. They're not expected to. All they got to do is make their hours. And like I said, it just makes it easy for people that there's exterior firefighters, obviously not in career departments, but volunteer fire departments, some of them have exterior members. A lot of them are young guys who haven't got their full their full training yet. But sometimes they're, they're 55-year-old guys that want to join and say, listen, I'm not crawling around inside a burning building, but I'd love to come and help. And the guy's an exterior firefighter. He's still trained. He's still got gear. He still goes on the calls. 
but he helps with some of the outside stuff. And, it, and you can like that or not like it, but it, but it's reality. It, it, exposure lines, exterior lines, drives the portable your, your tanker, yep. throwing ladders, command, safety, all those things. You know, we, you know that's just something that you and I talked about. We were talking about a while, years ago. How many places throw throw value, throw gold bars out of their fire department? Well, John, you know, I just say you hurt your back again. Yeah, you know, I can't wear the ear pack. Well, yeah, you know, you missed three meetings. You can only we, miss two. Goodbye. We, we appreciate you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll put your name. <clears throat> I'm like, we throw, I, I literally, we throw gold bars out the experience, dedication, and passion. Really. And so what Tommy Merrill sure. does is he comes up with these different concepts on how. So you've got about they work four on different keeping ways. them in instead of keeping them out. There you go. Right. There yeah. you go. Yep. So recruitment retention. What's another one? Recruitment and well, I came retention. up with that. You come up with the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? It's not even an issue. It was for a while. You and I, a bunch of years ago here, got pretty hot about things together. Um, don't don't say something that's going to get me excited. <laughs> we we there was a shift in the fire service um, away from being. The good aggressive, and we'll talk about that in a second. Being an aggressive firefighter, going after you know, there was a shift of, you know, we're 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 number we're number two and they're number one and all this different stuff and so on and so forth. And I want to explain that first. You know, you are we our firefighters are number one with our training, our equipment, and how we take care of them and what we do for them and and, and you know and leadership and everything else. The moment the bell rings, okay, and we talked about it, you show up at 10 o'clock at night and some mom's tugging on your sleeve saying, my 10-year-old just ran back of the dog. You take your helmet off to put your face piece on. Look inside. You used to say this. There's a number two in your helmet. Like number one's inside Everybody there. should put a number two and in And what do you helmet. say? Get what? We did a show, Aggressive Fire Attack. Get your ass in there. Get your ass in there. Get your you know, ass that's in someone's there. mom. That's someone's grandpa, someone's kid. When did we become number one? We're number one with our training equipment, but get – so – there was this little back off of, you know, hand, we don't want to, and, and I've said before, thank God we're aggressive. I did an article on it. Are we too aggressive or just using the wrong word? You know, could you imagine your son, a major? Hey, Major Salka, the Marines, right? I don't think we should charge you hell. They may shoot a real yeah, bullet at us. Let's see if you can find some brave Marines to do this. Yeah, today, yeah. You can know? you please? No, you know, we're going we're gonna to stay outside. No, no. And, 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 you know, just to interrupt you. You know, we risk a lot to save a lot. We risk a little to save a little. We risk nothing to save, you know, what's what's already been lost. You know, everybody talks about that all the time, how how important that is, risk versus reward decision-making. And it's true, and it's valid, and, 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 and it's good that we adopted that and we think about that. But But when they talk about risk a lot to save a lot, they're talking about going in somewhere where maybe you normally wouldn't go in. Yeah. They're talking about crawling into or running into somewhere where you're thinking, yeesh, we might – we might get hurt here. This could, this could be really dangerous. And my answer to that is, I mean, no kidding. This isn't, you know, this isn't a bakery. It's a fire department. Once in a while, you might be faced with something that might be really dangerous. Maybe beyond, <laughs> maybe beyond the level of danger, beyond the level of risk that you normally really want to expose yourself to. But today, you're going to have to do it. The mother is saying, her ch- my son is in there. He just ran back in. He, he's right in that door. You know what? You're going to have to go in. And, and even if your ears are starting to burn, you might have to just get lower on the floor instead of turning around. Now, if you're making a routine search or moving in with a hand line and maybe the fire was too much for the line, maybe you'd have to back out. But if you're going in for risking a lot to save a lot, you might have to come out and get some some first aid cream on your neck well, or, your, or your ears. And that's you know? my point. My point was, you know, are we to We've always in order to be successful on the fire ground, it takes a coordinated aggressiveness. We talked about this. The, pro- the problem, the word aggressive is not the problem. The problem we talk about is reckless. When you become reckless, you get firefighters hurt. 
But I think God firefighters are aggressive enough to make the second floor for the grandma or the baby or come after you or whatever. I think God they're aggressive enough to cut somebody out of the car or CPR someone's baby. That's where our successes lie. Right. And those people years right. ago that backed off. So now, because you said this before I get finished my point, you, you and I have said this for years. We lie to little kids every October, five per month. about, you know, if the smoke detector goes off, which you know most kids don't hear, we did the studies. But if you get, if you get down a low because the good air is down and get to the door, Susie and Tommy, and feel with the back. The kids can wear back of their hand. Back in. If the door's hot, don't what? Don't, don't open because it. who's coming to get you? They're coming. Well, the well, coming. well, kind of, sort of. Well, you maybe. Know. Yeah, because if they're outside and they're not going and, 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 you know, and you know what throws all that into the dumpster, you know, that, you know, that stay up. The same very people that say that post the pictures, the charred hallway, you know, and the room is gutted. And there's a door open, and and you and could have been in there reading door. a book. There's not the, the smoke didn't even get in the room. Right. So if that's true, why do you why do you not get your ass? In? You train, you train hard. You do, you know, you know what I'm saying. So what I'm going with this is we just talked about so one of our one of our other classes. All of a sudden now, if you pay attention to social media, all the things, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, what you scroll through them, every it's like YouTube. Everybody's out there in classes on the nozzle. Guys are chopping holes or they're cutting. They're doing four safety. They're bang. And you and I are like, oh, we're like, oh, thank God. We we, we turned the corner. We're back to doing the basis. We're back to showing guys yep. and gals how to stretch yep. the initial tackle, how to search, how yep. to throw ladders, how to cut everything. Go. You know, just unbelievable. We're and, finally know, there. And some other concepts started to get popular, too. And I'm not saying they're invalid. They're invalid to me, but maybe somebody will find some. Like, like how about this victim survivability profiling, oh, which, which is just another way to, I can't say the word. Are we done? Are we done? It's are you talking about that? Are we done? Absolute are we done? Can we do it? Absolute victim survivability profiling. Really? You can, you can tell me when you're in front of a house that's on fire by looking at the house where people can be and where they can't that, be. That's about as what realistic po- as the Chinese spy what, balloon right what there. What pocket okay? do you keep your crystal ball in? That's such nonsense. That's such nonsense. This might be Chinese, this thing. I'm up telling there. you, that's, they're surveilling us right now. But you know what I'm saying? So I had that discussion with a couple of guys about that victim profile. And my answer always was, and, and there's people out there now promoting this, search all the searchable areas. They don't even have to be reports of people in there. Oh, oh, now that's the new standard? Somebody has to be reported to be in there for us to risk our lives? Absolutely not. Search, searchable. Get in there. If it's searchable, and, you and should our, be in and there. And our new boss, David Rose. Right. Remember, and if you don't want to go in there, Carvel is hiring. Just, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> well, David, when he joined us right after Bobby, right, when we did our- He's supposed to be the editorial session. We, 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 we talked about our show was the aggressive fire attack, get your ass in there. Yep. And he was like, the only way, the reason we go to fires is to search. We attack fires at water so we can get in a search. We ventilate so we can make the fire more tenable so we can search. Everything we do is about finding people and reduce it. So the other day when he was doing his, his keynote, so if, if you see my buddy- Hey guys, if you see if you see if you see Chief Salka limping in the hallway, you know why? While Chief Rose was doing his keynote, I was going, I was hitting him on the leg. I was, and he's going, stop that, stop that. I bruised his leg. I go, listen to David, and then all of a sudden he's hitting me. I'm like, True. Chief Rose was hitting on everything with get in there, search searchable areas. You know, if we're I like play- get your ass in there. That's my favorite <laughs> phrase. That's my favorite. Well, it, you know, it, it just that whole thing with everybody's posting the pictures. I'll bring it up again. Behind the door, how about a wisp of smoke. How about 
uh, Butch Cobb. Butch Cobb oh, is our friend yes. from Jersey City. Retired he's deputy. Here, here worked somewhere. for ISO for many years after that. You know what? And we, we got talking about this topic with him, about putting the first hose line in there in the front door, hitting it hard from the yard, which is like, forget it. But anyway, and, you know, even even the hitting it hard from the yard people, even the people talking about hitting the outside stream and resetting the fire. I don't know where all this crap came from. For 90 seconds. Ripped those you. pages out. But anyway, they said resetting the fire. And and Butch said something that was just it was it was absolutely very simple, but he said it. He said the only way to rescue people from inside a burning building is to go in there, find them, and bring them out. You you know, and the people that said reset the fire said, well, you know, it was twenty eight hundred degrees at the ceiling. When you hit it from the outside for ten seconds, it goes down to nine hundred degrees. So what, do they roll over and go back to sleep because it's nine hundred degrees? I don't get that. You still got to go in and get them. Well, what if they're in the? I mean, it goes back to we're telling people to close the door. What if they're in the hallway? You know, they close the door of the room. They're in the closet. We, you know, we've talked about that. Get your ass in there. <laughs> well, how about we talk about Sal Marchese when he yeah, was on one for two truck in Queens? Story, Sal Marchese. I remember the Sal Marchese. They, I been. I was there to ride. They were on a job. Second alarm. He comes back. You know, all hair. And I go, what? He goes. I'm writing up my my uh, uh, who's the bucket guy, chauffeur or whatever from the tower ladder. He goes. He made a grab. I go. What? He goes. We're at a tenement, and almost every window had fire out except one. With the bucket went up there, Jumped drugged in. the only guy out that and lived in that one window. Where other people said, "Oh, they're all dead in there. Nobody's surviving in there." Then stop the clo- stop to close the door thing. If you're going to say they're all dead in there, then stop telling people to close the door because we're telling them to close the door so we can come and get you. But we're saying we're not coming to get you. Some people so get, get your ass don't. in there right. and go after these right. people now. How My you heart do- rate's going up. <laughs> how how aggressive you are doing that depends on your training and your leadership. And what you do ahead oh, of time. you have to train? You do. You do. You have to actually, you know, seriously, you have to put gloves on. One of my other favorite, one of my other favorite phrases, right? If you, Now, now uh, this is not directed at the volunteers. It's directed at the, the, the career people, but, but it applies to everybody is. And I like to say, if you're a career fire officer, you're a lieutenant or a captain, you're a career fire officer, and you're not training every single time you're on duty, whether it's, whether it's part-time, whether it's full-time, you're not doing your job and you don't even deserve to be riding any apparatus and volunteers is the same thing. And I've been a volunteer for coming up on 50 years, 50 you know years. Yeah. 50 years. Even you're though so, I'm only you're so young. years old, I haven't figured out how that <laughs> he happened, was doing but, it when he was nine. Um, <laughs> the point is in my volunteer fire department, we meet on Wednesday nights, someplace in Mineola where I used to be a volunteer. They meet on Monday nights, every Monday night, some places say, uh, we just meet on every other Wednesday night. Really? You're a volunteer fire department. You can't meet add, one add night a week. Add that up. And hit holidays and, and, and miss one of them, and you end up going to nine drills a year. So I think volunteer fire departments. Of course, you know, I'm not about the authority, but I think you should meet every whatever night of the week you want to meet, and at least have something going on for the so the volunteers have a, a wider choice of days to make. You're not going to make 52. You're going to make 42 maybe, and miss a few for personal things or or days at work or nights at but work. But how many years have you said, John? And you just said a little while ago, if you're not training, if you're a company officer and you're not training your people. Every chance you can, you're what? Right. You're not doing your job. Do your and I'll add to that. You shouldn't be a company officer. Right. And, and and we talk about training, training, training is the backbone. And, and then we met you the other day. And look, I'm 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 one of I'm one of uh, I'm one of the geeks that loves EMS, paramedic, a long time, all that stuff. You know, but the only thing that matters on your pumper is the hose and water. Everything else on there was put on there as extra stuff. Back the in old days, hose tenders. Wichita West is in the house. Wichita West. Wichita, West Texas, my volunteer department's in the house. My chief and captain are out there. Um, but that being said, the only thing that matters is the hose and water. Now, I know we do majority of our stuff as EMS. I get that. I understand that, folks. 
but the whole the, the 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 better you are, the more you stretch hose and practice delivering, the quicker you get water delivered to the sea of the fire. However, you have to do it. If you show up with two people, then you better hit it hard from the yard. You better do something. And I ask in our class all the time: Can you get good, and can you make your people good on training alone with no experience? Training alone, can you get good? Some people say, "Well, maybe yes, no," and the answer is yes. Both of my sons were uh, uh, Marines. They both enlisted, enlisted Marines. And I went both of their graduations in Paris Island, and both of them out there on graduation day were Marines, and they were able to operate, and they were able to go into battle, and they were able to do their job with, with not, a, not, not a single bullet fired at a real enemy. They never left the island, you know, training alone. Now, do they get better when they get some experience, when they get deployed, when they hit, when they hit the field? Absolutely. But training alone can create a good level, a good level of, of, of you know, ability for well, fire. And there's a time and a place. We're all about it. You and I watch, we call it the fire porn. YouTube, all the fire videos. You know what I'm saying? We, I mean, you, there, you know, it's, you were going to go outside and it snowed or it's storming or whatever. And you go, instead of saying drills canceled, hey, everybody sit down for a second. Let me show you this fire that Sal Blumengrove had. Now watch the attack. Now will we play, will we park our rigs the same way they did? Where would you stuck our ladder? What about ladders? And you and you could actually freeze frame it every now and then, stop it and pause it and go, tell me about the what's the smoke telling you? There, who doesn't want to talk tactics? But like the, I told you, we did the Sal drill, right? We talk about being creative. Right. So Sal Marchese, the Sal for With Sal the airbag, yeah. and straight and level. So you know what? If you've got airbags, this is a great drill. Sal taught me this. Grab yourself an old, you can get them for free, an old Ray Roll tie. Okay, a couple of Ray Roll. And you put them off the side where nobody's going to see it. And you tell the guys, go drag them inside. It's pouring rain all of a sudden. Go go bring them inside. All right, you guys will get the, all the airbags and cribbing and all that stuff. All right, here's your assignment. You five, see this beam, this steel beam, a.k.a. the railroad tie. This steel beam is on top of your victim. Your victim is pinned. You have to raise with our airbags and cribbing. You have to raise that a minimum of seven to nine inches. You take the tape measure, whoop, out. Seven to nine inches up so we can remove your victim. You with guys, the airbags. You guys, with the airbags and with cribbing. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. See this big uh, sonic uh, plastic uh, you know, cup, you know, water cup, soda cup? I'm going to fill it with water about three-quarters of the way and set it in the middle of the beam. If it falls or you spill water, you just crush your patient's legs. And the only thing they need is, obviously, safety glasses and their gloves. The, the competition, which we always appeal to the competitiveness of firefighters, they're like, up a great done, which and and they're and they're out of their and you, and you just sit back and all of a sudden there's a din as you call in the room because they're all move this do that put the cribbing what no no cribbing this way and it's it's a we're all about team and being the best at what we can be and and what always happens the week after that tones go off and there's a motorcycle wedge underneath the car truck and what you got to do yeah I'm just saying you can create some pretty cool things to keep your people energetic instead of instead of. You know, PowerPoint slide number one, uh, A2. You know, you can do that all you want. How many times that happened when I was a covering officer in the FDMY? I was a lieutenant and a captain. I bounced around. When I was a lieutenant, I bounced around Manhattan and the whole city. But I I had a little spiral notebook with me and I hand drawn. What's a a spiral notebook? Huh? What's a spiral notebook? Stop. Um, I had this little spiral notebook, not a full size one, but a little one. And, and I did it by pen. You could probably do it on a computer now and put the pages in there. But I had like 10 separate drills a forceful entry drill. A, a hearse tool drill, a power saw drill, on and on and on. Just 10, basic. I used to have that with me all the time. And I would show up at a strange firehouse, a place that, that I'd never been before, with 10 guys that I never met before. And if I wasn't sure what to do that night, I'd break that thing out. I'd review it real quick and go down and say, hey, guys, we're going to have a, a, a hearse tool drill or a power saw drill. 
I can't tell you how many times I did that. And sometime in that 24-hour shift, we used that tool. And there I was hitting random places all over the city, 10 engine, 10 truck, and up in Harlem and out in Brooklyn and stuff like that. You know what? The more you do training, the more you'll realize that training really, really does connect to what you do every day. It is the backbone. Right. Behind. Yep. Have you ever seen a successful fire department or company no. that doesn't train? Nope. No, they, nope. it doesn't happen. You, you suck. Actually, you suck is what it is. Right. And, and if you think you're that fire department, then you, your head's really in the same. You, you should have like a company logo T-shirt just says, we suck, is what you should put on there. It yes. says, we suck because you don't train. You know, train. Well, we're, we're, we're at the Fire Department Instructors Conference. It is all about training. It's all yep. about grabbing ideas here and running home with stuff to show your people and going back, what did you learn at FDIC? What did you do at FDIC? Show me. Tell me. Let's do it here. Whatever. All those different things. Yep. Right here. Bring it home. People, there are people that don't even know why it's called FDIC. It's the Fire Department Instructors Conference, man. Come here, grab some stuff. How about how many lessons here? How many classes are taught in the bars and in the hotel lobbies? Oh, after hours, I get as much training on going on corners. as during the day. Oh, people are, I see guys taking notes. They're on their phone and they're not texting. Like, I'm writing this stuff down. And they're yeah. like, Chief Saka, can, can you go over number two again? <laughs> and they're we writing stuff down. Our class. I'm sure it happens in other classes. This, this half the people out there got notebooks out there taking notes and stuff like that, which is that's what it's all about. If, you, if you're just sitting there listening, I guess you might be able to remember something. I well, remember nothing. And I'm but. and I'm gonna do this, and I'm and, and I and I am gonna and somewhat embarrass my buddy here. The coolest thing in the world, you know, w- one of the many things that I enjoy being his best friend is people send me pictures and go, "We just had Chief Salk in our class, and he said, and it's a picture of get your abs in there." Or I, if my kids are, I want the craziest son of a bitch you got going after him. Everybody's so not happy. He's Everybody's at, not he's, happy. <laughs> he's at a Teeks, a Texas A&M leadership class in Frisco, Texas, and he did his program. He's in his suit and tie and all stuff. And then the next speaker gets up to his program, and the guy two rows behind him takes a picture. He's in the front row, not the back row. I'll sit back here, or I'll play it cool. I'll sit in the middle. He's in the front row. Watching this next person do, and he's taking notes. And the guy behind him, three by his back says, I just took a class from Chief Salka, one of my heroes. And he's sitting two rows in front of me in the front row, watching the next presenter and taking notes from his class. And I'm like, so really, it's not even about my, my buddy. No. What's the message? What's the message there? The message there is that's what everybody's supposed to be doing. That's, that's what, that's what students and, 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 and folks, attendees at conferences like this, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Sitting as close as you can, asking questions. We ask, we have discussions with students in our class all the time. It's not a one-way thing, right? If you leave them with some notes, even if it's just a few bullet points, everybody isn't the best note taker, but you got to be recording stuff so you can take it back and oh. share it with your guys that are in the other class. Oh, exactly. It's about it, it's about grabbing everything you can. I just noticed we're talking about learning and great people. There's Ashley, Ashley Bolton. Oh, yes, she, I saw her. She was Ashley, out here before. Ashley, the South big Carolina boss from the firefighters. South Yes, yep. South Carolina State Firefighters. There she, there she is. She's our friend. They, you want to talk about another great learning experience? Another great I Joe mean, passed before. Joe, yeah, Joe from, Palmer from yeah. South Carolina. So they, I mean, what they do and the, the presenters they have, it's the same thing. You go to the South Carolina conference, you go there, and you see somebody did it with Bill Gustin, our our buddy Bill. Oh God, like fifty years in the fire service, not like eighty years. In the fire service. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing. There's Captain Bill Gustin taking notes. I'm like, why? And I, my, my first thing is to be honest. I'm like. Why, why is that such a big deal? Is that what you do? Isn't that what you, I learned some? You say we learn some about this job every day. 
You, he'll call me. He'll I call was me. with him the other morning, <laughs> Bill Gustin, the other morning. The phone rang three times while we were together for half an hour. And each time it was a tactical question somebody was asking him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The one on the left. Yeah, pull that all the way through. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> See, he'll call me. He'll, my buddy Jow will call me. What are you doing? Nothing. All right. I just learned something. I, I just heard something I've never heard before. So I'm in this class and this guy, how many times have you done that? Still. Just this and that. And I'm like, or I'll call you and go, all right, I got an idea. I saw this guy doing. There are so much, 50, 45 years, and you would go, yeah, I think I've seen it all. If you yep. think you've seen it all, go go buy your bass boat. We'll buy you a cake. Say best wishes. Good just luck. go fishing. And, and go right. fishing. Fishing's fun too. Oh, yep. <laughs> and you can do it. learn something every day about this job. Be- what we say, become a student of the fire service and never let that quit. Who do you who do you want to hang with? Somebody asked me the other day. We're at the um, the gizmo. It happens in class a lot. We're at the book sign thing. Uh, the gizmo. You call it what do you call it? The the uh, you, you always the mulligan or whatever you call it, the, the magoo. I'm at the magoo yeah. the other day. So we're down there, and and the one just dad comes up with his young his young son who's a junior. In the juniors program, wants to be a firefighter. What, what, what advice would you give? And you know where I'm going with this. I said, the advice I can give you, if you want to be a great firefighter, pick out the great ones. Don't pick out the buffoon. Don't pick out the lazy one. Don't pick out the smartest. Look at the great ones and go, what do I have to do to be like him or her? What, what is she doing? What is he doing? That's gonna make, it's just like we talk about company officers. Chief Salka, what, you know, what advice? I'm, I'm getting promoted to lieutenant next week. You want the best advice? Find the great ones. We we did a show called um, "Be More Like um, Tim." Tim Klett, your favorite company officer in the world. Tim. Be yep. more like Tim Klett. You know, and we just said, guys, say, "What do you want to be?" I go to be honest. Go listen to our podcast. Be more like Tim. So pick the, same the great thing ones. For attending here, same thing for being here. If you come here and you're like, "Wow, that was great," between listening to the radio broadcast and going to the classes and going to the main the main room events, this the next year when you come back. Drag another guy or another gal. Drag somebody else from the firehouse. Listen, I know it's not the cheapest thing in the world, taking days off, paying admission, flying, driving, hotels. And I know there's an expense involved here, but if you really liked it and found it beneficial, double it. Bring, bring another person the, the next year after that. You know, you can't bring the whole place, but you can bring one more guy, oh. one more gal. Right? And what about, you know, we talk about it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to rack up attendance here. I'm no. just trying to say share the wealth. Exactly. And we always talk about the fact that, you have to work harder today to not be interested in the fire service than to be interested. There is apps and webinars and podcasts and shows like this and all that. And just, I mean, everything, I mean, you have to literally go, I can't read that. I can't look. There's YouTube, all the different things. So why not embrace it? Why not? So we've got a few minutes left before we wrap things up. We, we do the people always ask us and they've asked us on shows before. This year, you're here. Best experience you've had here at FDIC 2023 in Indy? You know, that's such a hard question. We think about that and talk about that all the time. There's so many there's so many good things going on. You know, a, a couple of conversations, that hour and a half that we had last night sitting in a hotel lobby was was, was fantastic. With, with Homer with and, Chief, and Chris. Ro- Assistant Chief Homer Robertson from Fort Worth. From Fort Chris, Worth Chris and, Delizio and Chris Delizio from, from FDNY. Chris was out here a moment ago. We, we, Chris was gone. He walked away. But uh, that was a great night because even guys you know, Chris was my aide the 18th battalion for a couple of years before he made lieutenant. And you've known Homer for decades, and so have I. Uh, even, even people you're sitting around that you've known for many years, stories come up and they tell you something you never heard before. You're like, what? You were there? You did that one? You know, it's... It, it, it's amazing. Some of the classes were great. Some of the discussions after classes were great. Obviously, sitting at that book signing booth, it, it sounds like we're blowing our own horn, but 
that just attracts a lot of people from a lot of places. And, and we have a lot of fun. And not, not even sign books. We do more talking and visiting with That's people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's been great. And of course, you know, get back to Bobby for a minute. You know, we, we were good friends with Bobby and, and you know, and we miss him and, and all, all the stuff that's already been expressed here. But some of the ceremonies and some of the videos that they had and some of his words that, that we heard again, you know, maybe for the last time, uh, were very inspirational as well. Well, yeah. and, and, I'll, and I'll wrap things up from my end with, you know, I, I think I think the focus this year, to be honest, has been about family. You know, Bobby, family, love for the job, love for each other. A lot of people do. I love you, bro. I love your sister. But do you really care about each other? You know, do you have you embraced that word brotherhood? And there's a her in my brotherhood, by the way. Yep. Do you really truly know what it means to be a brother or sister? And do you care about each other? You know, or do you just put a class A and go to a funeral and cry? Yep. You know, I think this year's focus has been about family values and about what's important and what matters. The first family home, the second family, the fire service. So if they want to get a hold of you, best way. Chief John Salta at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com. We end all of our shows, the old school, our hump day hang out, and the command post like today with a very important phrase. And that is please, please keep our men and women, our armed forces, in your thoughts and prayers. Remember this, never forgetting means just that, never forgetting. Thank you. God bless you. And Bye. we'll see you next time.